I wanted to be cool because it's cool to be cool. I wanted to be long. I just wanted to be like, like everyone else. I was in eighth grade and I met this cool dude. Well, he went to Catholic grade school, St. Mary's Catholic grade school, two miles away from me. I was a public school kid. So we met on the basketball court and I thought he was cool. I knew he was popular. So I just wanted to be like him. I wanted to like have the same pants that he had and jeans and all that. And I know I remember uh, reflecting back, he liked Mountain Dew. So what did I start drinking? Mountain Dew. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to belong. And then I had to think about that. And then I had to repent from that eventually. It took a long while to repent from that. Because uh, repent, as John the Baptist calls us to today, is metanoia. And that means to go beyond the mind that you have. So we got to go behind the, beyond the mind that we have. Because I knew that if I was just trying to be like everyone else, I would never have peace. I would never come to the happiness that I was searching for in my heart. So I thank God for John the Baptist. You know, we can take it pejoratively, but he says repent. Take on the mind of Christ so you can come into fullness. And that's what we're about, and that's why we're here. And that's exactly what Jesus offers in his word and in his Eucharist, the fullness of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. William Wilberforce, 18th century in England, he lived with his wealthy grandparents until he was about nine years old, and then he got uh, sent to live with his aunt and uncle, his Christian aunt and uncle, for about three years. And when he was there, he embraced the faith. Well, his grandparents found out, and they immediately pulled him back in and did everything to get him away from Christianity and Christ and being a nonconformist with his views that went against what everybody else was living. He went to Cambridge and became the youngest member of parliament ever in the English parliament, where he's a rising star. He was drinking, gambling, independently wealthy, wildly popular in all of England. And though a small, sickly man, he was a dynamite and eloquent speaker. Someone said this of him. I saw what seemed a mere shrimp mount the table, but as I listened, he grew and grew until the shrimp became a whale. He devoted his life to being like everyone else. He was the best at being like everyone else. One time he took a pilgrimage in these days and he chose Isaac Milner, who was a giant of a man who was brilliant. He was a genius to travel with him. He found out that this brilliant Milner was a Christian. They engaged in hundreds of hours of travel time, such by the time that they got back to England, Wilberforce believed all the truths of Christianity and accepted Christ as the Lord of his mind and he was going to have to change how he lived because he changed how he thought. He became kind of a recluse and he prayed. He prayed with the scriptures and he journaled. And through that prayer and consultation and advice from others, he dedicated the rest of his public service to the abolition of trade slavery in Europe and to the reform of manners. What is the reform of manners? entail for him. 
child labor. They were forcing children to go to work at four years old at this time in his milieu. There was alcoholism on every level of society throughout England. Everyone in Parliament, while they were in Parliament, they were wasted, drinking everywhere. And it led to bear and bull torturing to death and then to public executions of humans where they would be dissected. This dark road that it went down. 25% of the women in London at this time were prostitutes and they were at the average age of 16 years old. So it took him standing up. He had to take a stand with the civilization uh, in a society that was built on slavery for the economy and the civilization. It was embedded in the people's minds that they could not survive without slavery and he had to take a stand. This is the environment where Wilbur knew he needed to change. Metanoia, go the beyond the mind that you presently have. That's why we come here, that's why we're in community, to be challenged in our worldview, to grow so we're not like everyone else, because it's not okay. And that's the challenge of the gospel. And that's what the Lord would have for us. We have to think about what we're thinking about. What are we filling our minds with? What are we talking about? What are we paying attention to? And if it's garbage, then that's what we're gonna give people, garbage. We have to think about what we're eating and ingesting by what we're reading and what we're looking at. Our behavior all starts out with what we think about. So let me offer you this. Are you more into the breaking news or the good news? We get so excited about the breaking news. And this is in my own family. I saw it growing up. I go, you're kidding me. You're spending two hours a day watching the news? Then you should spend four hours in God's holy Bible. We don't fall. We don't worship the world. We don't give that the authority, the time, the, the power, the energy. And if we're doing that, then who are we following? Oh, we're just being like everyone else because we watch the news, the breaking news. I have an offer for you. Instead of watching the breaking news, let's go to the good news. Go with what is ever ancient, ever new, as St. Augustine invited us to. That's what a Christian does. He fills his mind with Christ so that we'll be like Christ, we'll be actors for Christ. You believe that God is one? Well done. The demons believe and they tremble. I believe all the Catholic Church teaches, great. Now you're on the level of the demons. When Jesus came upon a possessed person, the demons shrieked, we know who you are, you are the Holy One of God. They know church and her teaching, papal, authority, Mary, the mother of God's scriptures, and they tremble. When Jesus called his apostles, he didn't say, believe in me. He said, follow me. Live my life. Go beyond the mind that you have. And don't be like everyone else. 
Friends, we can't keep our faith to ourselves, to our family, to Sundays in church. We are to be transformed totally so that we can come to this world, which in many ways isn't much different, maybe just different accents than 18th century England, what Wilbur, Wilberforce faced. We know it. You see the apostles and the saints raised up throughout history and how they had a metanoia. They went beyond the mind that they had and they said, I consider this world and what it offers rubbish only to have Christ. God will bring this listless and lost world to new life. The only question is, will you be a part of that renewal? Will we say, we are not going to live like everyone else unless everyone else becomes great in Jesus like William Wilberforce.